Well, hello, everyone. This is Barbara Rasgoni, your host of Growing Social Now. And today I am super excited to introduce you all to Terry Brock. Terry is a guy I met via PodFest Global, and I was part of his speaker track that we did. Uh, and so anyway, we worked together on coming up with the presentation. I was really impressed by his professionalism, but not surprised because we're both members of the National Speakers Association. And Terry has been awarded every single award, everything from Cabot, which is the top, to the Speaker Hall of Fame, to a CSP, which is Certified Speaking Professional. He's also a trendsetter, a trend tracker, and you know how I love my trends. And he really shows businesses and people how to take relationships really really value them and really help grow the business and really grow the connections. And today we're gonna to talk about everything social media and how it relates to all that. So Terry, welcome. I'm so glad to have you here. It is great to be here with you, Barbara. I'm really looking forward to this. Wonderful, yeah, we had some free talk. We were talking about things. I said, wait, wait, I gotta hit record because it was so good. I didn't wanna miss any of it. So Terry, give us some background and let's really start with trends. Where are we now? And what's really important? I know as marketers, it's like, oh my gosh, there's a million things we could do, but what should we really focus on given what's happening today? Is it video? Is it updates? Is it posts, podcasts? Yes, all of the above. And I oh. think that'll probably do it for our podcast there. <laughs> no, <laughs> just kidding. But really it is. It's a combination of all of that together. Social media is extraordinarily important because that's how we live. That's what we do. As marketers, we have to be where customers are where prospects are. And people hang out with social media today. We like being around others. And although it's not perfect and it's been derided a lot, and yes, there can be some abuses, it's a wonderful way for people to connect together. I think it's marvelous just, for instance, with a Facebook group, you can get together with people around the world that are interested in a very tight niche, something that most people would go, what in the world is that? But you can create a group on that. And the fact that we can then use Twitter to say, here's a quick message. Uh, I think, for instance, we've had, without mentioning any names, a recent president who used Twitter a lot. Well, put politics aside for a moment. I think it's wonderful that the president of the United States can get a message directly, quickly, inexpensively to anyone that wants to follow and wants to do that. And I think that's really the benefit of it. Yeah. And I remember when I started on Twitter, I think it was 2007 and people said, what is that ever going to be anything? And I kind of wondered about that, but in the back of my mind, I thought, you know, there, there is so much potential for this tool, because when you think about it, uh, companies and brands, you know, they're challenged with what kind of messages they're going to put out. They can get immediate feedback and it's really just a mind blowing tool when you think about it. So um, yes, Twitter is a great one. So I know you do a lot in video. And so I really wanted to talk to you about why is video important? Because gosh, some people just hate to get on video and I know it's hard, you know, so why should we even think about it? Why should we be on video? Yeah, I know what you mean. It can be kind of tough. For me, I had to really work hard combing my hair today. You know, get it. Yeah, did I do did, a good job, you did Barbara? A great job. Better okay. than me. I've got the North Carolina humidity thing going, and it's like I'm, it's a major struggle every day. So. Humidity? Uh, humidity? Uh, yeah. I don't have any of that in Orlando. <laughs> oh, I bet not. Yeah. yeah, but I think you asked about the video, and I think it's because video is pretty close to actually being there. Now, it's not the same. We get that, but it's pretty dadgum close today because we we can see each other because of the quality. We've got good, high quality video. We've got audio that's coming through. How's my audio and video coming through, by the way, Barbara? Fantastic. 
So yeah. we can do that because yeah, notice I've got a microphone right here and all that. You get extra geek points also when you have a microphone right there in the, in the screen. So yeah, yeah, you go, ooh, ooh a geek, wow, cool. <laughs> But this way, our voice is clear. The, the video is clear. Our bandwidth is much better today than before. We still want to get it better. But I think the fourth thing that's most important now, and this would be one good thing that came from the tragedy of the pandemic, and that is that people worldwide, business leaders particularly, are accepting the use of video. Mm -hmm. I remember a few years ago, you probably will also as professional speakers, I would suggest to someone, well, I can come to you via video, via Skype or Zoom or whatever. They go, oh, no, 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 no. We want to be there in person because that's the best. And I have to agree, being there in person, there's a magic to it. It's really good. But we don't have to have every meeting in person. We have learned and businesses have seen, hey, wait a minute. We can get through to customers in, let's see, New York and Chicago and L.A. and New York and Tokyo all in the same day. And we can do that and have a legitimate, real business meeting because of the quality of the audio, the video, the bandwidth, all those things. But the main thing is people are accepting it now. Mm -hmm. So I think going forward, we're going to be using video in many more ways, not just with meetings and group meetings and Zoom and what it can do, but also being more creative now and looking at all kinds of new options with it and what we can do. And it's, uh, I think it's pretty exciting. Yeah, I agree. I did uh, one day I did international trainings in the morning, I think around seven o'clock I did Europe and Africa. And I think around seven o'clock at night, I did Asia and Australia. And I was like, wow, I went around the world in 12 hours. So you Absolutely. It was really fun. And I didn't have to check any baggage. So, um, nice. <laughs> yeah. so what I wanted to ask you is you mentioned creativity, and I think that's what holds people back. I know on TikTok, it's like you watch it. And my thing about TikTok, you can tell me if you agree or not, is that even if you're not on TikTok, you need to watch it because that's where really, if you want to see what video trends are, they're all there. But beyond that, for people who are in business, and let's just talk about speakers, what kinds of creative ideas would you suggest they try for video? I would say, let your imagination run wild for a moment. Think about ways that you can connect with people. Think about ways that you can bring in all kinds of other tools, be able to bring in new uh, techniques and new technologies that are going to be there. And uh, look at using some of the tools that give you the ability to put graphics on the screen. So for instance, you could have a graphic come up over your screen here, or you could have something scroll. Those are pretty easy to do. I use a tool called Ecamm, and Ecamm is great at doing that, bringing in those kind of uh, uh, effects. So think in terms of uh, how you can do television with Zoom. How Ooh. can you bring that in? I love that. Yeah, that's really cool. And then where do you put these videos? You have a YouTube channel. What? Where else could we put our videos? We can put them a lot of places on the net. I use my YouTube channel and thanks for mentioning that uh, is there and can use that a lot, but also on Facebook, of course, on LinkedIn, you can put that there on Twitter. You've got a host of other tools and many, many other places. I think the main thing where you want to put it is where your customers are going to be where oh, your stakeholders point. are. So mm -hmm. you look at not just, oh, I can put it on all these different platforms, find out, okay, where are our people hanging out? And mm -hmm. our people can be maybe your customers, maybe your suppliers, maybe mm -hmm. it could be employees, maybe it could be a host of different types of people. Think about that and give some real serious discussion as to where do your important stakeholders hang out and how can you connect with them and connect with them in a fun way. Do it in a way that's really meaningful, not in 
a boring way where I'm on the screen talking like this for six hours or so, you know, just, no, <laughs> you want to reach through the screen and grab them and go, wake up there, Sparky. Come on, get with the program. Let's do something fun. I'm so nervous. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So um, those are all great ideas and, and I love it. And, and so video is important. And, and I know that you have a podcast as well. And, and, but one thing before we get to that is I want to ask you, how important is consistency? Because if, if you do one fantastic video and everyone loves it, should you stop there or should you keep going? Yeah, I think you should do one podcast and then no more. Yeah. <laughs> and that will be the way to guarantee your failure. <laughs> if you do that, no, do no, that. no, 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 don't do that. What yeah. you want really, you hit the nail on the head, Mark. It's consistency so yeah. that you're there. Because when you think about it, think of uh, on television, people have a show they want to watch. It's on maybe Tuesday night, it's on at nine o'clock, and they always want to see that. How would you feel if it was on nine o'clock? Tuesday, but then uh, the next time it was on Wednesday afternoon at three. And then the next time it was on at one in the morning and then on the Friday, you go, no, that's not going to work. What you want is that consistency so that they know, okay, it's coming out on a regular basis there. Even if they're watching it, record it because they want to know, okay, I know that every Tuesday there's a new one out there. So that means by Wednesday, I'll catch something new. So, and it shows reliability. Mm -hmm. That's important. That consistency equals trust. We can trust you if you're reliable. One of the most important words in business is trust. And if you violate that, you've hit done a severe hit and damage to your business relationship with the other people that experience that. Yeah. And it doesn't take much to violate trust anymore. I mean, people, they're not very forgiving. Do you think, would you agree with that? Yeah, I think you're right. And I think that's uh, true. It's part of human nature. If someone hits you and hurts you, you're mm -hmm. not going to trust them much anymore. You kind of go, whoa, I don't know. I remember he did this or he did that. Mm -hmm. But also flip it on the other side. That means you've got a real advantage in business. If you can be known as someone who they can trust. We say, wait a minute, Barbara said she would do it. We can take it to the bank. She always comes through. And when mm -hmm. you build up that kind of consistency, that kind of trust, people are going to say, okay, if we know we can trust you, you've never let us down before, we're more likely to want to stay with you, do business with you, and the all-important recommend you to my friends on social media and elsewhere. Yeah, that's such an important point. I think we we miss the good side of trust. Everybody goes to the, the bad side, you know, you've got to avoid, but the more you can really work on just reinvigorating uh, the trust and just refreshing it and uh, restoring it over and over again, the better the relationships are going to be. So yeah, Barbara, you hit, your, you hit something really important there, rebuilding that trust from mm -hmm. time to time. We're all human and something's going to happen. And maybe we didn't even mean to, but someone says, Ooh, I don't like the way they did that. It was mm -hmm. a misunderstanding. Find ways that you can repair trust that has been broken. Find ways. It's very difficult, very tough, but it would pay rich dividends to you, not just in business, but even more so in life with people, yeah. because those things are going to happen. How can you repair a relationship that kind of went sideways? Something was said, it was interpreted or, hey, I really made a mistake on that one. I was wrong in what I did. When you can admit that and come to people, they might give you another chance. Now, it's not going to come back up to full trust. They're kind of going, okay, we might give you another chance here only because of this other. But always work on building and keeping that trust, even if it costs you temporarily in time, money, and energy. I think it's very important long-term for business and for our personal lives. Yeah, I, I so agree. Well, as speakers, I know we're always working to earn trust and credibility and have a great reputation. And, and there's just, um, it's not such a new trend, but in speakers world, sometimes 
podcasts are a hot new trend. And, and you and I know they've been around for a while and I've had two before this one. And so would you, what would you say about podcasts? Is that a good marketing tool for, for speakers and for businesses? I think it is for many, maybe not all, but I think the vast majority of speakers. Yeah, because what do we do? We use the spoken word. That Mm -hmm. is something unique about us. We're using that as speakers. I often say now we should all be CSPs. And I don't mean just certified speaking professional, as you uh, mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. but we need to be communicators who solve problems. Yeah, If we can look at it that way, we're thinking, okay, we do speak, but we also write. We Mm -hmm. coach, we -hmm. consult, we use video, we use a host of different tools, but always think of yourself as a problem solver, someone Mm -hmm. who can communicate to solve those problems and make sure that we're there to help others. The more problems you can solve, the better off you'll be in business. You'll always have good business if you can solve more problems. What was it Zig Ziglar said so well? He said, you can get anything you want in life if you help enough other people get what they want. So I think that's what our whole orientation has to be. How do we help these other people? We have to be keen to study where they are having problems. Hey, Mm -hmm. what's going on? And don't walk in piously going, hey, I know what your problem is. I'll do this. Uh -uh. You got to ask a lot of questions. Something that does not occur in nature. Speakers have to shut up. You know, that does not occur in nature with speakers, but we've got to do, we got to say, tell me what is going uh, wrong here that you need help on? Where's your greatest sense of pain? What kind of goals do you have? And then shut up and listen to them. Take notes of what they're saying. Yeah, I think that's good. I love that, you know, shut up and listen to what they're saying. And then I'm wondering, since you're a trends person, what if, or is there a time where we might be able to forecast that they're going to have a problem that they don't know about yet? Should we say something about that? I think sometimes we can see that. Not always, but sometimes we can. If we see that certain kinds of behavior result in certain actions consistently throughout history with different mm-hmm. people, and you see they're doing it, and then you see somebody else doing that, you go, hey, 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 maybe they shouldn't be doing that. I'm, I can be there to help. Not to walk in saying, hey, I know you're going to have this problem and I can do it in a pious way, but rather be there to assist and to help. Always anticipate that and look what's going to happen. I like the way Dan Burris talks about it when he says he's going to predict that tomorrow we're going to have a new day. It's going to, it's going to get dark tonight and then predict that it's going to get light tomorrow. And it almost sounds like, oh yeah, right. Well, what kind of prediction is that? Well, it's a trend. And when you can see what's going to happen inevitably, you're going to do well. Like for instance, if we see the later labor shortage that we have right now, not only in the States, but in other countries, and we see what's happening in Japan with the trend being more robots for self-care, for care at home, for the elderly, hey, going to be more robots. What does that mean? So you start asking, what does that mean? That means we're going to need people that can design robots, people that can program for Mm -hmm. robots. That means they're going to need training on this. They're going to need AI. What could go wrong? Could the robots go bad like a bad science fiction movie or something? Well, they could. And we got to anticipate what could happen and how can we anticipate that so that we say, all right, this could have, we're going to be ready for that. Like oh, Bear Bryant, the football coach in Alabama, he was known for having lots of contingency plans. If they do this, then we're going to do that. If they do this, then we've got this. So he had all these plans, most of which he didn't have to enact, but he found the one, two, three, those that they did do, he knew what to do on that. Wow. That's great. Yeah. And if you have solutions to the problems and you know what they are, then, you know, you can diagnose it and really help them out. And one of the trends I think, and I know you're really up on this and a lot of people are not, is the way our money system is going to operate. And you're 
really um, an expert on Bitcoin. You know a lot about that and a lot of people don't. So can you just tell us a little bit about how you see what's happening with social media and Bitcoin. I don't know if there is such a thing, but if you could. Well, you know, it's got, here they look like they're two separate islands. And uh, yeah, exactly. It is interesting to see the, the, there's a lot of people that are familiar with social media that also are working in Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies yeah, and those yeah. types of technologies. I feel like I'm just getting started. I'm in second week of kindergarten heading for a PhD in yeah. so many areas. And so I love it, but I see that the underlying structure of Bitcoin, I think, is particularly good when we look at the blockchain. Mm -hmm. Blockchain is mathematics. And it's saying, we're going to have mathematical equations so that you've got a decentralized system so that people can't get in and fiddle with the money. Throughout history, we've seen governments that fiddle with the money. I'll use that term for right now. They fiddle with the money and they're doing things that inevitably crash a currency. Mm -hmm. And they say, oh, our currency is going to stay. We're going to last. I know before in history it crashed, but ours is different. We saw that with the Roman Empire. We saw that with... Uh, Many others, the Dutch Empire, uh, the Habsburgs, all of this throughout history. And unfortunately, we're seeing many major currencies today that are doing things like, oh, printing a whole lot of money, which inevitably can lead to inflation and mm -hmm. thinking, well, it's different this time. I think what we want to do is look at other options. And I see that Bitcoin particularly uh, has some good options there. It's backed by not just the goodwill and faith of some people or not by some people that are really, really smart, that really, really care. It's backed by mathematics. And two plus two is going to equal four, no matter what law they pass in Congress, mm -hmm. no matter what they do elsewhere. It's becoming more and more widely accepted now. So I would say I'm not making any financial recommendations, but I am recommending education. Mm -hmm. Get some learning, get some training, go over to bitcoin.com, bitcoin.org. There are places all over the net where you can learn and find out what in the world is this thing? And maybe even uh, look into what would it be if I took some money that I'd only use for lunch and maybe went over and got some of that in Bitcoin. Because you can buy Bitcoin in many different varieties, all the way down to one penny. It costs you a lot more to buy it than it would, but you could get one penny or you could get, well, as much as you want. Hmm. It's fascinating. Just fascinating. It is definitely a trend to watch. Well, as we wrap up our interview here, I wanted to just ask you if you could give us like maybe one or two top tech tips that you think people would love to know more about? Yeah, there's a bunch of them. You got another three hours or so we could go. I know, that's what I was thinking. You could, you could fill up another day or two. Let me give this tip because there's all kinds okay. of new technologies out there. I've seen many of them. I've been around. I started working with technology, gee, back when I was a kid mm -hmm. and working with these newfangled things called audio cassettes. You know, they were newfangled. Yeah. It was kind of fun doing that. And then I got into radio and then yeah, an undergrad yeah. degree was radio and TV and all that. But I would say what you want is a mindset that says, okay, let me learn. Let me learn how to learn. And let me realize that when a new technology comes in, I'm going to embrace it as a child with childlike curiosity. What can I do? Is this going to be helpful? Now, a lot of the technologies, probably the majority that you're going to see are not going to be useful to you at that moment. And that's okay. What you're looking for is that one gym where you can say, Hey, this thing here is really good. Like zoom. Zoom is a great tool for connecting with people. And so that's something that's worth investing your time and your energy and money to learn how to use it well. 
learn how to come across well. There's going to be all kinds of new technologies come out and they're going to be initially unknown. We don't know how do we do this? How do we make it work? Mm -hmm. Stay with it, develop that persistence, that tenacity to stay on there, keep learning, have a vacuum cleaner mind where you're constantly sucking in new information and learning all the time. If you can do that, then you're going to be in a state to embrace whatever is coming new that's going to be useful. Not just it's new and geeky. The geek and nerd in me likes that. You know, ooh, ooh, a cool new thing. I like that. <laughs> but what matters most is, is it practical? Is it pragmatic from a business point of view? And will it solve a problem? If it will solve a problem, let me learn how to communicate that to others a little bit better. That's just so important. You have to really start with, I like, like you said, the vacuum cleaner mindset. I always think of a beginner mind because, you know, it's yes. like, it's all fresh to you, but I like vacuum cleaner even better, I think, because then you can just get everything that's shiny or not shiny, anything that appeals to you that could be a problem solver, because technology can really make your life easier and faster and more fun. So, oh yeah, it can done the right way. It can do that because technology really is just a tool. It's like a telephone. Is a telephone bad or good? Well, no, it is. It's an object and how we use it. The words that we send over it can be good or bad. And so it's really up to us to learn how to use that, learn the technical side, learn the wisdom side and keep learning always. I love it. Well, where can people find you online, Terry? Probably the best place is over on my website, which is real simple, terrybrock.com. And that's since they both can be spelled different ways. Terry is spelled T-E-R-R-Y and Brock is spelled the right way, B-R-O-C-K. So terrybrock.com, you go over there and you'll see the, how to get in touch with me and um, over on social media on the major platforms. And I uh, would love to hear from anyone that's watching this. Let me know and uh, uh, maybe we'll find some way that we can uh, work together. That'd be great. And the very last thing I do on the podcast, as I say to my guests, what is your word of the day? One word or a word like a thought? One word. Wonderful. Whoa, I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I hadn't thought of that, but I like that idea. One word. And what does that mean? I guess you could get a different word each day. So I that's a great it. idea, Barbara. And it's a surprise, you know, so it's, it's always interesting to see what's the word that's on your mind right now. And so we'll leave with that wonderful feeling, that wonderful thought. Thank you for the wonderful interview, Terry. And please, if you don't subscribe to Growing Social Now right now, go for it. You can find us wherever you love to listen to podcasts. Thank you so much. I'm Barbara Rosconi, your show host, and I look forward to growing social with you now next time.